0: everyone and welcome back to more knowing wheel where today we're here reviewing and recapping the french grand prix yes le castellet round 13 12 I 12 think. i keep getting it muddled up yeah it's round 12 of the formula one season isn't it uh last weekend of course as always i'm joined by jamie 183 how, how we doing mate
1: i'm good yeah i was i was caught off guard by you starting the intro at that point because we were mid-conversation but we, we were apart but from that we, you I'm know we'd well. we like to
0: change it up Good, good. You know, Jamie Jamie actually this weekend didn't even watch the Formula One. He was out swimming, cycling, running. Yes. At Mallory Park.
1: I did a triathlon on Sunday and then listened to the race in the car on the way home. So I had the the beautiful tones of Jack Nichols and Jack Aitken, which is so much better than Crofty. Jack Aitken. Yeah, I don't know why it was on it, but it was quite good. So yeah It was way better than Crofty and Duresta, I gotta be honest. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Crofty and Diresta is not quite the vibe I want to get on board with, I'll be honest. Don't get me wrong, love Crofty, but Diresta, I mean, I, I could replace him, I reckon.
1: Give him Button well. or Rosberg or Brundle any day. Or- or any yeah, day. and
0: just like, I don't get the random interjects as well from Rosberg at home yeah. in Ibiza. <laughs> they might as well, well come to one so of us. That <laughs> just so weird. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of just that, like, Rosberg, he left Formula 1 to be with his family, and now he's spent time with his family, so like, oh, I want to still do Formula 1. Join me on Zoom, home. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just think the coordination for that must have been a nightmare as well. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, let's let's get into the French Grand Prix, the Castellet. Before that, though, of course, make sure you check out in the links down in the description below. Of course, we got Bybit, the big one. We've got Imperium Experience as well. Of course, a new sponsor uh, that has jumped on recently. So if you want tickets to, or if you want to try and win tickets, I should say, uh, to the Italian Grand Prix, make sure you enter that. That will be linked down below. Of course, Clips uh spotify everything like that you know all that good stuff linked down there definitely recommend checking out of course if you're watching this on the tube but yeah france though of course we spoke last week about you know Le Castellet whether it deserves to stay on the formula one calendar i predicted quite a good race i think good was strong but certainly interesting wasn't it
1: yeah it wasn't overall terrible it's not one you're going to be like desperate to watch back in a few years time, but it was well. Ferrari fans, no, yeah, definitely not. But <laughs> it was it was definitely okay. It wasn't it wasn't absolute snooze fest. It wasn't a snooze fest, I should say. So yeah, not bad for French standards.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it was a better Le Castellet French Grand Prix, it must be said. But you know, if we if we want to stay in France, we have got to go back to magny Corps, I reckon. Um, but, yeah, of course, we went into the weekend knowing that Carlos Sainz and Kevin Magnussen uh, would both be having new engines this weekend. Of course, that made, you know, K-Mag a very feisty driver. Sainz in a very, very quick car. Certainly, you'd think that could be quite interesting. though. No, at least it with Sainz being at the back as well, it kind of pretty much guaranteed we had something to watch early on yeah. in the race, didn't it? As he tried to pick his way through the field. But, of course, yeah, practice. Jamie kind of hyped up Mercedes last week, uh, you know, saying I it's a flat track. It. it should suit him. It wasn't quite the story though, was it? It was very much the same old Ferrari, Red Bull at the front and then Mercedes a bit away back with everyone else sort of trying to follow up. Yeah, on.
1: it was always more extreme, the gap between the top two and everyone else, I found. Like, especially yeah. FP3, there was like getting on for a second gap or maybe more between like fourth and the rest, <laughs> which is quite concerning. Although France is the sort of track to highlight those gaps because it's basically a testing venue. So,
0: yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's designed to show the quick cars being yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a real good all rounder of a circuit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you said, you know, Red Bull were looking really, really strong over the longer runs, and even on FP3 they were looking. Well, Max Verstappen was looking rapid, even on his short runs. Must be said though, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. Sergio Perez just a nowhere this weekend, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, really completely. odd,
1: especially in the race. Quality, he kind of got it together, it was not that far off, but in the race he. Yeah, went, went to sleep for 53 laps or whatever. It was. How many laps is France? <laughs> 53, yeah, you were spot
0: on. There we go. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get into qualifying though. Um, Zhou Guan Yu, one of the first almost... I mean, I was, I mean, never saw a replay of this. Um, yeah, Zhou Guan Yu almost completely binned it. On the exit of turn 6 they're a fantastic power slide. Funnily enough, though, only his second best save of the year. Yeah. From am sure
1: No, nothing compared to his Monaco save. But <clears throat> it was enough to completely ruin any chance he had of improving on that lap. Um, so unfortunately, yeah, it didn't get out of Q1. Alfa Romeo have just gone backwards since the first race and it's been very annoying. Uh, yeah, it's been weird, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, because Alfa have had some upgrades and the team like Haas just haven't at all, which is very weird because Haas are still basically where they were, maybe a little bit further back, and Alfa Romeo just dropped. So even Bottas can't get close to Q3s like he was at the start of the year. Um, Which is a shame, but Joe, yeah, out in Q1. But rumours of a new contract, so we take that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure we'll discuss that over the summer months as well, won't we? But yeah, like you said, you know, I think Haas have absolutely, based on last year, have nailed the art of building a car and then really just working on how to make it quicker through setup rather than upgrades, yeah. haven't they? Because obviously last year, I think it kind of obviously got completely overlooked because they were, of course, at the back of the back of the grid at the start of the year and then the back of the grid by the end of the year. But when you think how the gap never really went up to the cars, in front. no, it didn't. Yeah. Part of that, of course, was due to Mick and Mazapin both getting more confident in the car, but it does make me wonder. Had they sort of had the whole year's worth of experience at the end of the year, where, if they suddenly then got teleported back to Bahrain, where Mick could have qualified? I mean, Mazda would have still been last. Yeah. But it's just one of those old <laughs> things, isn't it, that makes well, you the, wonder uh, the how big controversy not bad only was happened. that car?
1: Only happened because Schumacher was racing Latifi, which wouldn't have happened in Bahrain. So No, yeah. no, exactly. Maybe Haas are just really good and we've just never been sleeping on it all year.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think yeah, you know, like I said, they've they've certainly mastered the art. Or oh, I mean, they haven't got any budget because Mick keeps stacking the thing, but he's done better <laughs> uh, in recent weeks. But yeah, they've certainly learned the art of learn what you've got mm. rather than always trying to improve it. Because Alfa Romeo have certainly proven otherwise. It's safe to say this year.
1: Yeah, definitely, and um, the rest of Q one. Or Joe was at the head of the train. Uh, I think Albon was second in the train. He then spun at the. What's the chicane called? Le Boze? No. No, that's the double
0: right that's hand. Double. I don't think it's got a name, has it? It's just turn nine and turn ten. Yeah. the mistral straight chicane, Yeah,
1: that chicane okay there. Uh, Alvin spun uh, on the exit of the first part of the chicane. And yeah, that obviously ruined everyone else's laps behind him, which ended up with him going through to Q2 in 15th. So fair yeah. play, Alvin. Rosberg style. Well, Schumacher style from last year as and well. And Schumacher. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I thought you meant Schumacher Monaco no, no. But, yeah, that, was, uh, yeah. that both was Schumachers unintentional no, Absolutely. oh was wasn't. it <laughs> <laughs> oh no I've stopped oh, and no, I've Rascals. stopped when my car has no mechanical problems uh,
0: it was It was just how bad like even the like trying to make that look realistic yeah Rosberg at
1: least did it cleverly so I mean not really <laughs> <You got laughs> he away took with like it. three
0: chunks at the steering wheel yeah for some reason uh, so um, yeah that
1: ruined anyone's chances of getting through apart from Mick Schumacher who still had a chance of getting through And ruined it himself by cutting turn three Um, yes yeah yeah nothing obviously we saw track limits being super enforced at austria it was still enforced at france but there's less places i think that the drivers are trying to track extend so it wasn't yeah it wasn't so prevalent but schumacher still managed to get caught out and lap deleted in q1 which sent him i think from like p6 ish was where his lap put him yeah and then he was relegated to p19 so it wasn't great. Um, from not, not
0: the Mick Schumacher vibe, no, it's safe to no, say. No,
1: Demon Time is a, yeah, had a bad start <laughs> after uh, everyone saying on Twitter that, oh, well, this is the new Mick Schumacher. He's back to your P90. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Vinya, yeah, of course, he was joined by, like I said, Joe Guanyu, <clears throat> uh obviously Latifi, as you expect. Gasly, he had a really rough qualifying session, didn't he? Just yeah, not yeah. really gelling with the circuit in the same way Sonoda was able to. And then, of course, Lance Stroll, as well there. Then, of course, we jumped into Q2. A little bit less dramatic, wasn't it? But what we kind of forgot about was Carlos Sainz and Kevin Magnussen, of course, both starting from the rear of the field no matter what happened, both just decided to go into Q3 for a laugh.
1: Yeah. I mean, was... we know why Sainz did, but... Yeah, but weirdly, Sainz without Slipstream set a time in Q2 that was quick enough for pole, which is very strange. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he was on it. It's a bit of a shame he had the engine pens because I think... Had he even started in the top four with the way the race played out, he probably would have won because he was rapid. So, I mean, maybe not given that it it's Ferrari still, but yeah. It's a shame for science to they had those penalties because he was really quick through Q2. Um, And Magnussen, yeah. he said afterwards that he, they'd obviously planned to do the same thing as Ferrari with Mick, like Magnuson gets as far as Mick gets to give him slipstream all the time. But then Schumacher didn't go through Q1, obviously, so... Magneton was just like, screw it, we'll do a lap, why not? And they put him like yeah. sixth. <laughs> yeah, yeah Hass yeah, are just I mean. really weird. I don't really get them.
0: I mean, I love them, again. You know, I said this over the weekend, actually. I was watching them. I was thinking I was watching K-Mag in qualifying, just going, it's so good to be able to love Hass again yeah, in Formula 1. Yeah, because they were just one.
1: pointless last year. In last mo- more year, ways than one.
0: it was so frustrating because, you know, I wanted to see him. I kind of wanted to see him do well still. But, you know, ever since they came in, I was always sort of a little bit worried because I think, you know, everyone in Formula One, you know, everyone talks about, you know, you, you love Ferrari. Even if you say you don't love Ferrari, you love Ferrari. What is absolutely true is you love an underdog. Oh, yeah. And has still are that underdog story. You know, I think everyone kind of expected them. And I mean, we even spoke about this on the podcast, didn't we, last year. I think everyone expected them when they came in to be a bit like hrt manor caterham kick around for a couple of years at the back and then just fade into obscurity but you know we said this last year if you know 2022 didn't go the way it has we think they were probably the going to be out. walking out yeah. towards the door that feeling has really gone away hasn't it and it's great yeah
1: yeah very good very good news for f1 in america as well which is obviously good for the sport um but yeah unfortunately K Mag's really good laughing in q2 wouldn't mean anything because he had those engine penalties as we said before um but yeah he did knock out uh daniel ricardo which is quite funny so <laughs> fair play uh ricardo in p11 with ocon bottas uh, Sebastian vettel and alex albin rounding out the top or the 11th to 15th they knocked out in q2 uh yeah disappointing for ocon as well he thought he should have been in q3 but then with the engine pens he didn't he was 10th on the grid so yeah. didn't he wouldn't have got much higher than that you don't think no, anyway. exactly,
0: but uh, both so... Frenchmen not having a good qualifying session. No. Um, but yeah, like we said, you know, Gasly out in Q1, Sonoda all the way into Q3 there Yeah, at play. the end of the session. And Ferrari, they had their one decent strategy of the entire weekend <laughs> actually get executed quite well in Q3, didn't they? Sainz did a fantastic job giving Leclerc the
1: slipstream. Yeah, very good from Sainz. We uh, see it in league racing a lot, but Ferrari... They do tend to do this, especially at Monza. They've done it in the past quite a lot um, to varying degrees of success, thinking when they accidentally <laughs> gave Reichen and <in> pole. <laughs> but yeah, they, the science did really well, giving Leclerc the uh, the toe down from the chicane to Bose, the one corner that I know the name of. <laughs> and yeah. You have Lecine as well, remember? Scene which one's that?
0: That's the one just before bose. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: There you go, there's two corners we know. Um, Yeah, it gave Leclerc about two tenths of a second at least. So, yeah, he had that a little bit extra in hand because the Ferrari was at least on par with the Red Bull anyway. So that little bit extra due to slipstream pushed him over the edge and got him quite comfortably a pole position ahead of Max Verstappen in Q3.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know, to be honest, looking back at it, whether... Leclerc would have needed the slipstream. I feel like he science. wouldn't. I
1: think Max made a bit of a mess of his last lap as well, to be fair. Because I thought yeah, I he was like... yellow in sector one and two, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, Red Bull just don't quite seem to have the... Qual- Whether they are just focusing more on the race pace, and let's be fair, who could blame them?
1: working for them they just, <laughs> so far.
0: Exactly. You, you, it doesn't really seem like they can get, quite get the qualifying nailed down still at the moment. It's really weird. Yeah. And... But again, I wouldn't be complaining if I was them.
1: Yeah, other than 21 max has never been brilliant at qualifying and i think leclerc that's definitely his specialty is nailing that lap. yeah in Q3. leclerc
0: is uh, right up there i think you know i some of leclerc's qualifying laps especially sort of around street circuits last year especially you know he really does give off in the way you can get a car around a lap center hamilton vibes to me
1: yeah well Hamilton yeah, you... before he started finishing races hey eh? hamilton used to be a bit more reckless in that kind of qualifying lap way didn't he like you think of yeah, Tenor, the- he was ruthless speed but sometimes put it in a wall that's kind of where Leclerc is at the minute yeah exactly exactly
0: but I think you know you've sort of watched the way Leclerc can dial in on one lap oh, yeah and, you know you sort of think that is it just gives me the vibes you know summer centers Monaco laps Hamilton Singapore 2018 style as well you know just that ability to zero in for one lap and yeah. get absolutely everything out of a car until you get eighteen laps into a race, which we'll discuss <laughs> in just a moment. But shout out as well, Lando Norris splitting the Mercs there in a track that I think McLaren were really worried Alpine were going to come out swinging. The, if, McLaren got the jump in pra, in qualifying, even I should say.
1: Yeah, definitely. um Obviously, Ricardo out qualified Ocon in Q two, and then yeah, Norris put it ahead of Alonso and ahead of George Russell as well so fair play decent from McLaren and that seems like a battle we mentioned it a couple weeks ago to really keep an eye on the McLaren Alpine for P4 yeah. in the championship.
0: I mean this is the thing isn't it you've kind of got obviously Ferrari Red Bull right at the top Mercedes then a little way away Alpine and McLaren have certainly solidified themselves yeah, now yeah. as fourth and fifth of it like last year um but you know Haas sometimes can be there Alfa Romeo used to be there but really now, I think the battle for teams like that is just for, what, sixth place overall?
1: Yeah, it looks like Haas and <coughs> Alfa Romeo are battling for sixth with maybe Alfa if they get their act together, but it looks a bit difficult for them. Um, and yeah, they're really scrapping for points here and there from now on, because on a normal weekend, you've got like at least eight or nine of the points taken already with the top five teams.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's get to Sunday then, Jamie. Race day, of course, like we said, we've got Sainz and K-Mag at the back of the field. Turn one, or the run down to turn one, I should say, fairly undramatic, wasn't it? Charles Leclerc defended the lead from Lewis. Uh, sorry, from Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton, though, a lightning getaway from him, put him straight ahead of Sergio Perez. And Kevin Magnussen was certainly the star of lap one, wasn't he? Up, what, six, seven places? Yeah, he was up
1: to about P12, P13, by the end of lap one. Which from 19th or 20th on the grid was pretty impressive. Um, and also, Fernando Alonso gained a couple places as well. So, yes, shout out to yeah, him. another trademark good start, start, to start from start.
0: him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it really wasn't looking good for George Russell, was it? Guy out qualified by Lando, got jumped by Fernando at the start. Um, and then, of course, it was time for which Frenchman is going to ruin <laughs> their race on lap one? Didn't quite ruin his race in the end, but it was. Esteban Ocon so <laughs> not many people surprise if it was going to be one of them it was probably going to be Ocon because he started well
1: yes yeah Ocon down the inside into the uh, chicane on Sonoda, just got it completely over the curve which bounced him into the side of Sonoda, ruined Yuki's race uh, on the spot basically he later retired um and Ocon got a five second penalty and didn't actually get any other damage so he didn't have to pit or anything which was quite lucky yeah, it was a um, miracle, wasn't it? But yeah, it was a bit of a shame, and that's well. You think 2018 he had a first lap crash, 2019 he wasn't here, 2020 the French Grand Prix didn't happen, 21 last did year he you crash? can't remember. I've no I don't idea. think so. No, maybe maybe, maybe, we maybe he didn't 2021, crash 2021
0: French GP. Keep talking, Jamie. I don't
1: think he scored points. Um, my memory is uh, not the one for 2021 French Grand Prix. There's not much space for that in my brain. Um, But yeah, it's not gone well for Ocon. I feel like the French drivers haven't had much luck at their home race. uh, Ocon
0: was a lap down in P14. Oh,
1: brilliant. There we go. Um, But everyone finished. Interesting. That was the race for Ferrari just went really bad, wasn't it?
0: Uh, They came 11th and 16th.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, amazing. But there we go. Ocon crashed into Sonoda. Gasly never really got going, was kind of maybe getting points and then went for a stupid move, to be fair, on... Was it Vettel? Was it one of the Astons? Later um, in the race. I he genuinely... went down the inside of someone at the chicane and completely messed it up and lost three places. I think it was I can't Vettel.
0: remember that, genuinely, yeah.
1: But yeah, didn't really ever get going for either Frenchman. Uh, though I think Alcon did get a couple of points, didn't he? So,
0: yeah, Alcon had made yeah. a good recovery in the end. And yeah, pretty much got the job done for Alpine where he needed to. Uh, early on, though, of course, yeah, the real, we were all just watching the battle at the front. It would have been nice to have seen what was going on, you know, sight sort of jumping cars. Uh, but, yeah, the real focus, of course, was Max attacking Charles Leclerc. You know, we'd spoke all weekend. Red Bull easily had an extra nine clicks down the straight without even sort of discussing DRS and things like that. So I think we all kind of thought it would be a foregone conclusion that Max would just jump Charles early on and that would be it. I don't think any of us really predicted, though, what would happen, would we? No. Max... Not seemingly able to make an impact early on. Lap 16 decides to box. And then suddenly, on lap 18, the yellow flag's right in Sector 3. And Ferrari have well and truly Ferraried.
1: Yeah. And too fair to Ferrari as a team. At least it wasn't their fault this time. Because Charles Leclerc just stacked it in a barrier. Um, At Lobosa. For no particular reason at all. Yeah. Like, he was about to box, so his tyres are as old as they're going to be. But still, he should not be making those mistakes. And to fair to Charles, he was very harsh on himself, but that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make it not a mistake. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I know there
0: was a lot of people out there, you know, with their tin hats, going, "It was the throttle issue again." It definitely it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. For, Charles wasn't trying to cover that over either. No. I don't know how anyone can believe that was a throttle. What issue. he actually was... said
1: was. Uh, the throttle won't come on, as in he yeah, couldn't get he couldn't
0: it into Just get out of the wall again.
1: Yeah, so reverse out wouldn't engage, wall. but what he should have done is not stack it in a barrier.
0: No, um, exactly. And
1: then he wouldn't have needed reverse gear.
0: No, and only four years and two days after Sebastian Vettel
1: did the same thing. Did the
0: same thing, nearly, kind
1: well, of. Well, I think Seb's was a bit more forgivable.
0: Yeah, Seb's was. <laughs> Comple- I completely agree with you. And we're not often ones to give no. Seb much more credit than he's owed.
1: No, but we're going to interject. Well, if if you didn't get with the gist, Leclerc crashed out on his own accord. No reliability, just a bad mistake, and he's out of the race from the lead.
0: I mean, that's got to be up there. It's one of the worst cutaways we've ever done.
1: Probably, but I was going to say, I've got a, the trivia section for this week, the quiz. Oh, here Matt's we go. Turn.
0: Here we uh, go.
1: Since Charles Leclerc. Have you ever his, got a timer ready? I have, have got, got a already. You're going to okay. get 30 seconds because I feel like it's not that difficult. Um, Okay, but since Leclerc made his debut for Ferrari in the 2019 season there have been seven occasions where he has uh, crashed out of a race or caused himself not to finish without reliability just his own accord he's crashed seven times oh there's no way I can remember these in the four years that he's been at the team so far or three and a half years Uh, I'll give you a minute actually why not And you're starting now. So Brazil 19. I didn't count that one because I think that was Tep's fault.
0: Oh, (laughs) right, okay. Austria 2020.
1: Yes. Monza 2020. Yes.
0: Potato, potato. Um, Baku, sorry, not Baku, Bahrain 2020.
1: Yeah, technically secure, yes.
0: Yeah, potato, (laughs) potato. Um, Obviously France. Yep. Of course. Yep. Um, where did he bin it last year? Monaco, technically, yep. Yep, I suppose. Yeah, that was one of them.
1: Um, you've got two more to get, and you've got 30 oh, seconds.
0: Two more. What, were they 2019? Yes. Oh, no, I can't remember <laughs> these. Um, was it Silverstone, was it? No. Um, no idea. You will absolutely
1: know both of these. They're quite iconic.
0: Was it Australia, no. Bahrain, <laughs> China? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> um, I'm definitely gonna know both of these, aren't I? Yeah. Um, Twenty. No, he, he won that, didn't he? Yeah. Um, right, your time's up. Unlucky. Oh, I uh, seven out of nine. That's honestly better than You like got, four you I got
1: out of seven. You got five.
0: Oh, there was only seven. Yeah, there's only sorry. seven. Okay. Uh, right. You
1: missed out on Monaco 2019, where he, oh, he yes, tore his car apart with a puncture. Yeah. Uh, and Germany 2019, where he stacked it in a barrier, and the uh, just like Lewis Hamilton did. Yeah. So, there you go. I just wanted to remind any Ferrari fans watching that Leclerc crashes a lot. Uh, I which...
0: mean, I'm sure Max Verstappen got in the same amount of crashes in, like, the first seven races of 2018, didn't he?
1: Uh, none of that caused the DNF, apart from one, which was Ricardo's fault anyway.
0: <laughs> none <laughs> apart from the one that did. Yeah. No, I mean, it's difficult for Charles, isn't it, at the moment, I think, because... You know, like he said, he feels like he's driving the best he ever has in his career. But, of course, like he also said, you know, that is useless uh, when you're only going to do that for 18 laps of a 53-lap Grand Prix. He's been, of course, thrust into the number one role at Ferrari. And last year, you know, they kind of... I feel like Ferrari... I get the vibe last year. It should have been an even easier P3 than it already was. They couldn't really fail in 2021, could they, particularly? No, not Because the 2020 had gone so badly, unless they somehow went further backwards. There was no real way they could fail in 2021. Um, but, yeah, you just can't help but wonder, you know, what is it doing to Charles Leclerc at the moment? And I think the only thing that can really make it worse which is looking slightly more likely after a weekend like Le Castellet, is if Carlos Sainz just starts pushing that envelope a bit more. Starts, maybe. You know Maybe out-qualifying him. Maybe getting ahead of him on the podium every once in a while. Because Ferrari have still made it abundantly clear they are not picking a number one driver still no, this season, no. which is moronic. It is very. But I mean at this point, gives stick. have you
1: seen, obviously, if you're, if you're this far into the podcast, you can't know what's going to happen the rest of the race. If the way the championship is now if Verstappen finishes second for every race, for now on, given that Leclerc wins every race, which, yep. m- discounting faster lap points, they will go into yep. the final race equal on points. So, yep. effectively, Verstappen needs to win one more race, <laughs> and then he can finish second for the rest of the season. He's, and win He's got,
0: yeah, what well, I like to call, full control over his yes. own fate. Which is mad. When yeah. you're really in the French it's spot, just
1: another right? in the long list of... Ferrari breaking down their own drivers <laughs> I mean you
0: really did think didn't you like we got through the first couple of races this year and you, you there was genuinely that sense of this year was going to be different Yeah. whether they won it or not you thought this is going to be the year Ferrari pull themselves together and get back to championship winning form because I mean let's not beat around the bush here Jamie we all talk about Ferrari's great history and Formula 1 everything like that but when you actually break it down it's absolutely insane that they've had as little <laughs> success as they've had yeah, in the they time were completely they've had in Formula carried. 1, with the money they have in Formula 1. And it's their most bonkers. recent bunch
1: of success was completely off the back of Ross Brawn, Jean Tot and Michael Schumacher. Yeah, Apart which is from Benetton. That,
0: they basically, they got success yeah. <laughs> because they just brought Benetton.
1: Apart from that, they've won, what, 12 championships? About the same as McLaren? Yeah,
0: can't so, be much in it, can there? Yeah, and I mean that—are we talking constructors or drivers? Drivers
1: on that, like without Schumacher, I think they've won seventeen drivers' championships. So without yeah, Schumacher, look you're looking the at they've got game, about probably. the same as McLaren, not that much more than Mercedes have now.
0: So let's have a look. Ferrari have fifteen drivers' titles.
1: Wow. Yeah. So discounting Ten, obviously, really, we, Schumacher yeah. was a driver who existed, but if we just take him out the equation for a minute. They've won 10 Drivers' Championships. Mercedes in the last. two
0: less than McLaren.
1: It's also two more than Mercedes, who only started trying eight years ago.
0: (laughs) And three more than Williams. Yeah. Like, it's. I get, you know, a lot of people are huge Ferrari fans, and I completely appreciate the history behind Ferrari. But when you actually break it down, it's insane that they've genuinely been this awful (laughs) for most of their time in Formula One. Like, there's no way around it. Like, how can a team with that much money not win? I mean, let's be honest. If if you were a Mercedes or a Red Bull with that sort of money and that time in Formula One, the spo- I mean, it's kind of a good thing, isn't it? That the Ferrari sport be kept done it interesting if Ferrari for so actually long. actually did as well as they should. <laughs> if Ferrari were a competent team. Yeah. But, I mean, we have got on to an we'll absolute tangent. We'll stop
1: there. rinsing Ferrari for a second, maybe. But it is a shambles. Although, still. not for that long, because the next thing that happened was a VSC. Uh, in which everyone else pitted, apart from Verstappen, already had, uh, and Ferrari gave Carlos Sainz a nine-second pit stop and then released him into Alex Albon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you couldn't write it. It is genuinely I mean, horrific.
0: Do they just spend half the time in Maranello practicing their clown skills or something?
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Like it's... what goes on at Ferrari, <laughs> like behind the scenes, genuinely?
1: They just they just drive drivers off the edge if it was like... Because you look at Alonso, you look at Vettel. Like, the only drivers who survive more than, like, four years there are the ones who are really good or super chill. So, like, Raikkonen or Schumacher are the only ones... And they're the
0: two drivers that have done the most starts for Ferrari. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else gives
1: up after four or five years.
0: I just reckon now that, like, a Thursday, there's, like, a three-hour session for Sainz and Leclerc booked as miscellaneous where they sit in a room with no windows. (laughs) Mattia Bonotto walks in wearing a clown nose and just honks it right in their (laughs) face just every few seconds for three hours non-stop.
1: I feel sorry for Carlos because he had a really good weekend and was just done over by the team. Yeah. Yeah. That, that 5 but second penalty the, for the unsafe release did not help him and no, helped him it, even it, less he, yeah. that they called it a stop go on the radio and he had to correct them just to put the nail in the coffin or even further I mean, in the coffin I mean
0: his own team he just so happens to be drawing a Ferrari yeah. car now why isn't Leclerc doing that? why is Leclerc yeah. still putting his faith in this organisation? make the yeah, calls yourself
1: in Monaco and in Silverstone and here he's basically been the strategist and the driver so yeah and in Fair all play, three Carlos. of those
0: races he's beat Charles yeah
1: yeah, I'd like to see Carlos put up a bit more fight if he could, but I'm sure he's trying his best.
0: So. I think, yeah, if he gets it together... Because, I mean, if you look at it, you know, had Imola not had he not been taken out by Ricardo.
1: Yeah. Maybe. He had a DNF maybe. in Baku, although so Leclerc, so you can discount that.
0: Exactly, yeah. I think, I, like I said, I think that would be the absolute nail in the coffin, wouldn't it, Larry? because, I mean, last year, didn't we, we kind of said, you know, Ferrari coming to this year with a good car, and we even said it sort of after Bahrain the huge downfall now could be the fact they've probably got one of the best driver pairings on the grid yeah there's no obvious number two after last year and now it just looks like neither driver can deliver for more than six races in a row yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and oh, Max is me.
1: sauntering, well, after that he sauntering off with this race and he's sauntering off with the championship. Yeah. I Let's have no doubt that Verstappen's winning the championship anymore.
0: I mean, there's no way Red Bull throw that away. Surely if we, not. If it was the other way around, you'd think, how are Ferrari going to throw this away? But yeah, Red Bull, I mean, I think we can pretty much congratulate Max Verstappen now on his second world championship.
1: But... Wow, is that you legitimising 2021? We take that.
0: I mean, what the record books will say. I mean, I did see a brilliant tweet yesterday go, and I can't believe Max Verstappen's luck in Formula One. <laughs> First of all, Michael Massey gifts him a title and then next year Ferrari does it instead. Yes. <laughs>
1: nah, 2021 was very deserved. And as is it 2022. So we... Don't get
0: me wrong. He certainly deserved a fair shot at the world championship, but Hamilton absolutely deserved that win in Abu Dhabi. Oh, That's yeah. always the horrible thing with yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of 2021.
1: But also, yeah, we're not going into 2021. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, safe oh, car restart. Was it, I th- it was a full safety car, wasn't it? From it Hitler? was a full not, safety yeah, yeah. car, yes. So you had Verstappen leading with Hamilton just chilling in second, Perez third, and it's looking like a nailed-on Red Bull 1-2. Um, no, it with, wasn't. Well, I thought it was on the. <laughs> in life. I, I was thinking, surely Perez isn't bad enough to stay behind Hamilton the rest of the race. It's um, what you spent
0: the first few laps doing. Yeah,
1: we we can look back and uh, laugh at my optimism on Red Bull or in Perez, particularly <laughs> uh, with Russell P. No, was Russell P four? Yes. Russell was P four. Science, science down P5. in the middle. No, science no, was a little further back, wasn't he? Yeah. something. With a penalty yeah. over his head as well. But yeah, restart. Nothing really happened. Um, science started cutting through the field, got past Ricardo and Alonso and all of that lot in the midfield. Up into P five, still with that penalty hanging over his head. And that was kind of the thing to watch the rest of the race was that little gaggle from P two to P five as as Verstappen saunters off into the distance. Uh and you kinda had Hamilton with a bit of a buffer to Perez and then Russell and Science. And Science looked like the fastest out of any of those. So it's quite it yeah. was quite interesting. It kept it slightly engaging, it wasn't boring. So
0: <laughs> it kept you guessing, didn't it? That yeah. was the most important thing. And of course yeah the other big thing was the fact science obviously had pitted onto a set of, uh, mediums because he couldn't go on oh, yeah, another set because of Oh yeah he started hards. on hard
1: so it's a bit of unlucky timing on the on the safety car for him.
0: Yeah it was kind of the whole question wasn't it of what will will science pit again or will he try to gamble it. And to be honest I kind of said actually after the safety car restart science is only getting science is only going to be able to get P5 here either way mm. because everyone sort of talks about when he pits not only were those ties not going to make it to the end, he also still had the five-second penalty, so he was never going to close back up yeah, unless yeah. Perez and George Russell just decided to murder each other for the rest of the afternoon, which almost happened. But yes. before that, yeah. Science and Perez decided to have a battle as the Ferrari clown show continued.
1: Yeah, it was just ridiculous. You had Science on the radio saying, like, we need to make the call now if we're going to pit or not. Uh, because we don't have enough laps to catch up if we leave it for another five laps. Uh, Very, very good point from science, and I'm sure the strategist probably knew that, um, but just needed a bit of a reminder. You never know with Ferrari. Um, Ferrari strategists, they They probably don't have any. No, that's true. Uh, I saw loads of pictures of the, uh, the Cars 2 F1 car, the Italian one, and it's like a quote from the film that says like, uh, in Italy, we need no strategy or something, <laughs> 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 which is very relevant. I um, mean, that is
0: Ferrari in a nutshell. Yeah,
1: yeah, but they chose to tell science to box. Uh, as he was side by side with Sergio Perez, he just he uh, what's the word? He got rid of George Russell quite uh, quite quickly. Disposed. Disposed. Of. That was the word I was going for. Um, got on the back of Perez, a cracking little battle actually, um, through LaBose into the final sector. And science actually did a really good move on Perez. And then, but as he was in in the process of doing the move, they called him into the box and he's like, shut up, please, just leave me alone.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just so annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Like, again, I don't, like, no amount of money at the moment you could pay me to join Ferrari and race for him.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, I guess if you're, like, someone in, like, a back, if you're, like, an Alex Alvin and Ferrari come calling, for like, yeah, go for it. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) don't get me wrong, I think pretty much everyone on the grid would still race a Ferrari, but... But it's just, you wouldn't wouldn't choose to go there if you had the choice of anyone. No, exactly, exactly. Um, But yeah, that then meant, obviously, Perez then on the back foot after being jumped by Sainz. George Russell then suddenly decides just to send it on him down the chicane. Which, I must admit, and now there's probably, you know, a little bit of the fact that I'm a fan of George here as well. Don't get me wrong, mainly that incident was his fault. But a lot of people seem to overlook the fact that Sergio definitely moved on in the breaking zone as well. I feel like he that was a, massively a overlooked. Yeah. He moved from right over on the right hand side to about two thirds to the left.
1: Yeah, it was they said it on the radio five live actually, it was very, very similar to the lap one Abu Dhabi between Hamilton and Verstappen last year. Where you've got one. Um, it. not quite. Not the quite, same. because Verstappen was actually ahead and should have been given the position.
0: No, Verstappen <laughs> had no. Because I think the only reason why Perez and sorry, the only reason why Russell ended up all the way across the track was the fact they made contact.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a lot more aggressive from both drivers I think this time round than it was in Abu Dhabi. Um, games.
0: I don't think that I've <laughs> ever seen a move more aggressive than Verstappen's attempt on Lewis. I mean, but it's, let's let's we're just We're not, not here to talk about. it. <laughs> 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 let's just. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna get over that for one second. If someone did that to you in a league race, you would be absolutely fuming.
1: Oh yeah. If I was in Hamilton's shoes, I would absolutely not give that place back. No. Uh, but you the same as about... if I was in Perez's shoes, I would not either. Which I think they no call exactly. It, they called exactly. it fairly right on both occasions, and it was like yeah. Russell was the aggressor, made. Yeah, contact, force Perez off, Perez kept the position. I don't think there was a need to complain about that. But Russell did complain muchly. So much so that even Toto Wolf told him to shut up. Which yeah, uh, well, he doesn't, doesn't normally do on the radio. No,
0: no. But he's never had to deal with PR63, has he? No, him? it's true. So.
1: <laughs> George Russell is the type of guy to cry about his own misdemeanor.
0: <laughs> his own dive bomb.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh! Uh.
0: And then, I mean, yeah, later on in the afternoon, it just appeared that, I think we forgot to mention it, didn't we, Latifi and K-Mag just decided they were going to crash into each other. And then Zhou Guanyu decided he was just going to take Mick Schumacher out. Maybe some revenge for F2? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the K-Mag-Latifi one. It was kind of weird. It was so expected with Magnus and Oh Because he... if, if there's any other driver on the outside of turn one where, like, basically Latifi was defending... Apart from Stroll. Apart from Stroll, potentially. But you've got Latifi trying to basically usher Magnuson off the track in turn one, which yeah. Latifi was ahead. So by the FIA's rules, which we apparently go by... He wasn't um, far enough ahead, though. No, he but he he was he was just edging Magnuson off the track, which you've seen many times, especially at tarmac circuits with tarmac runoff areas. Like, that wouldn't have been a penalty. But because K-Mag is K-Mag... He just kept the nose in and completely. And wiped I it love out. that
0: about K. Mag. If you remember back to, I know, um... I know full well I do the same. You do not yeah. just squeeze me off the road. Yeah. I will absolutely keep the nose there. If I'm going down, you're coming down <laughs> with me.
1: And Pretty I love much. that about. And K-Mag. you remember? Uh, it reminded me so much of the Nurburgring, 2020, where it was they were battling for nothing. It was Vettel versus Magnussen, into so Vettel tried to do the same thing, force Magnussen off run a really long turn three there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Magnuson just sends out teams on of turn yeah, exactly. for no reason. He's, I mean, he's very funny to watch, but he must be so annoying to race.
0: I mean, to be fair, K Mag, you just get the sense that every third team radio from him would just be "avit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a uh, liability from time to time, but we love him for that. So,
0: Ex- I mean, yeah. I've, like I said, I do. It's always really odd, isn't it? Because the thing is, K Mag races aggressively. But he races aggressively in just such, like, a, it's a lovable way, way isn't it? <laughs> that doesn't break the rules, but it completely bends them in such a way that I know full well if I had to race Kevin Magnussen, I would hate him with a burning yeah. desire. But I also know full well if I was Kevin Magnussen, I'd do exactly the same thing.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. kind
0: of love him for it.
1: Yeah. But it was a weird one. It ruined both of their races. So <laughs> oh, yeah. It was pointless. Didn't accomplish very much. But there we go um and yeah just to add insult to injury um joe gran got another technical dnf which is obviously very fun because
0: i mean he was a minute behind anyone he at that was point. He but we ignore that and we put it
1: down on his dnf list <laughs> because that's a good agenda to have
0: how many points do you reckon he lost from that one then jamie to get on your agenda uh, he got six
1: slap so. so none then so none yeah <laughs> right okay but
0: Shocking.
1: we add that to miami we add it to where else uh, can't even remember other races. DNF, DNF from the points. Uh, Silverstone, he was in the points. Uh, where else? That's maybe Silverstone.
0: It <laughs> was turn one.
1: He was still in the points.
0: <laughs> he, wait, no, he didn't even make it to turn one on his wheels. He didn't even make it to the first curb.
1: Well, he he made it to the barrier quite quickly.
0: But he made it past the
1: barrier. <laughs> but he was still not on
0: his wheels.
1: Yeah, but it's more bad luck. And Alpha Romeo just sort this stuff out. It's getting very annoying now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that did leave us, to be honest with yeah, one of the final interesting moments of the race, wasn't it? Because the virtual safety got, call- got called out. I don't know what shambles that was, because <laughs> apparently there's a rule where if they say it's ending, it has to end within 15 seconds. At Le Castellate it took 59.
1: Yeah, yeah. Perez got the notification. I assume all the drivers did, but Perez didn't yeah. to mention it. It was ending as Perez was coming into turn nine, the chicane. Yeah, um, so he then gunned it. So he, yeah, he started to go to be like, right, we're off. I'm not getting caught napping here. Uh, and then it just didn't end until like halfway through the final sector, which is about a minute later at that speed. So, yeah, a bit of a Michael Massey moment from the FIA. Uh, <laughs> but
0: Are you saying a complete cock-up, are you?
1: Nah, just human error. We allowed Just human it. error, like right. Like a bad okay. refereeing decision. Right. Um, but yeah, Perez was a bit screwed by that. But it gave Russell the P3, which going on our predictions later on I are very thankful for
0: yeah you're such an egg (laughs) honestly i i cannot believe that i mean we'll discuss that in just a moment because that has filled me with rage once more (laughs) um but yeah that then meant obviously max was he cruised home to race victory hamilton again best result of the year so far for mercedes their first double podium hamilton p2 in his 300th grand prix with george russell in p3 the only other real thing that happened of course on the last lap was lance stroll absolutely shithousing <laughs> p10 away from sebastian
1: <laughs> and which twitter everyone on twitter Is the same has that?
0: gone into tears over it was completely fair. It was so and fair.
1: It was very clever. Let's... Probably the best thing I've seen Stroll do this year, to be honest.
0: Probably the best thing I've seen Stroll Maybe do pretty much career. in his entire F1 career, with the exception of his turkey pole. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's not let's not be around the bush here again. If Seb had done that to Stroll, everyone would have said it was brilliant defending and Stroll should have yeah. got out of the Shout way. Shout out to our game. mate
1: Connor for the tweet with that opinion.
0: Yeah, Connor <laughs> speaks straight <laughs> facts on that
1: one. Especially when it comes to Sebastian Vettel, usually. Um... Yeah, Stroll basically just stopped on the apex of the last corner and drove off with good traction because obviously it's the last corner of the race. So your total race time at that point is irrelevant. You just are staying ahead of the car behind you for the final point. Yeah. Yeah, it's it basically
0: was... y- your weekend either is worth it or literally pointless.
1: Yes. Uh yeah, so Stroll fair play beat Seb. Uh the move wasn't anything dip, like bad. bad no. So
0: <laughs> it was a cracking piece of defending.
1: Yeah. That that was it. We had I. We actually have the order here because someone who I've got the order messed up.
0: Hey, I thought <laughs> you were doing the notes. I haven't got the order. Ignore me.
1: It was Verstappen from Hamilton and Russell the holy Russell, With and then obviously Perez fourth.
0: Sainz did recover to fifth yeah, in the end after his bit. pit stop.
1: Alonso was better than rest, I believe, in sixth.
0: Yes, he was. Good Alpine, we him. said about McLaren were good in qualifying, and then both Alpines got ahead of both McLarens. By also,
1: shout out to Alonso for doing the Alonso thing and just driving as slow as possible again. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he was like, I want to keep Norris close to me so that his tyres die. <laughs> nice! <laughs> so, yeah. Big one from Alonso. I, I I absolutely love him. I want him to stay forever. Um, oh, but yeah, down. Norris was behind Alonso in seventh yeah. with Ricardo. Ocon, Ricardo. Ocon. And Stroll getting the final point for Aston Martin. Lance
0: Strollovic. So, yes. yeah. Esteban on decent recovery from him. Four points of his home racing. Can't be said for Pierre, though, who just missed out by a couple of seconds to the Aston Martins. But what are we going to give out of ten, then, Jamie, for what is probably the last French Grand Prix for a little while?
1: Hopefully it is. Uh, I would... Yeah, I feel like I give good races an eight and bad races a six, so I'm gonna stick with that and give it a six.
0: I was gonna give it a six and a half or a seven because generally this year I've been slightly more lenient than you, apparently.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think- Every race I give it is an eight or a six, apart from Silverstone, which was cracking. So Silverstone
0: was—I mean, imagine being at Silverstone that weekend. That
1: imagine being at in Red Bull Hospitality as both drivers I, have I, an absolute I... shocker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, difficult. <laughs> difficult um should we jump into f1 fantasy or do we want to do driver of the day first it's your call
1: I uh, we'll do driver of the day first uh and carlos i'm gonna Sainz. i'm gonna agree easy. with the proper vote and give it to carlos Sainz. Yeah, just because I, think... I feel sorry for him having to deal with ferrari
0: <laughs> yeah there's an element of that in there but yeah Sainz certainly driver of the day this weekend you know brilliant recovery should have had a podium probably could have won Uh, had he not had his penalties but then again you don't know how much performance he gained through the fresh engine all this that and the other yeah exactly you know Max Verstappen didn't need to worry towards the end of the afternoon there but Sainz a very very good recovery and you know he would have finished p5 without the safety car anyway because of course then he wouldn't have got the penalty and would have been on a better strap um so yeah certainly certainly deserved a decent result there let's jump in then Jamie to Formula One Fantasy Yes. rip to everyone including both of us if I'm not mistaken yeah. and Charles Leclerc and the any,
1: team. any serious fantasy player has Leclerc Turbo forever um, so yes we all got screwed because he crashed
0: <laughs> how many points did you score?
1: oh no mine's loading give me a second
0: I feel like I might have beat you this week but it I, won't be by much
1: yeah we've basically established we've got very similar teams I got 133
0: oh shite <laughs> It's not gone well for me. I said that with such confidence, and I got hundred and twenty-six. Uh, Thanks a lot, K. Mag, and your awful driving style.
1: That's not gone well. So yeah, I had Verstappen obviously a yep. forty-five classic. Yep. Alonso did really well for me, twenty-three. I don't have Alonso. I had Alpine. Uh, Joe got six. I don't actually think his DNF counted because he was he was classified. He so we take that. Yeah. Uh, Albon got me twelve because he's an absolute goat.
0: Yep, Alwyn got me 12. Oh, you've got
1: him as well, never mind. Yep. Uh, Leclerc Turbo got me 10.
0: <laughs> yep, somehow. I don't know how he scored positive there, but we'll take it.
1: And Ferrari got 37.
0: Yeah, and I... Wait, you got Ferrari? Yeah. Oh, course. okay, I got Alpine. I didn't do much worse than you. George oh. Russell got me 30, but K-Mag lost me 4. Um, shout out to my risky team this week. Fernando Alonso <laughs> Turbo bagged me 46. Hamilton on 38. Sainz on 32. Gasly on 13. Ricardo on 9. Somehow got less than Gasly despite beating him. And Aston Martin netted me 22 points there for 160 on the board. Where nice. does that place us in the league, Jamie? Where are you currently sat?
1: I am 527th.
0: I'm 200 behind you. How many points yeah. you
1: on? I'm on 2169 overall.
0: I'm 30 points back and 200 <laughs> places. What We're sort of an angry close. is this? We are. We are.
1: For, yeah, that's that's good.
0: I mean, that is heartbreaking. Apparently, your serious
1: um, team got zero points in the French uh, standings. Yeah, by the way. it's probably it is a bit working. glitched, isn't it?
0: Uh, the yeah, the Fantasy League still isn't working. We might not be able to do a proper recap this week. I think week we can. Because... Can you still decipher what happened? Because I'm not convinced. I mean, I think, go for it.
1: I think I can try, at least. I think the top ones are okay.
0: This might not be the accurate rundown, but yeah. we're giving shout-outs anyway. But,
1: to fair, if you did well, you're a bit weird, because you don't have Leclerc, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to Regina M uh, with 251, with a mega driver Verstappen, Perez Turbo, Russell Schumacher, Magnussen. So he's got both Red Bulls, both Hasses, George Russell and Alpine as his team. Uh, 251 points, top scoring this week. We've got Kevin L in second, Bailey K in third, uh, 242 and 239. I assume. Well, everyone's played their mega driver in the top ten. Definitely on Verstappen. <laughs> Um, with Ellie, Eli sorry P in fourth, Mohammed HM in fifth, older oh Abdi Abdijabar X in fifth, joint fifth as well, Ariel A, Eli P with a different team in eighth and fourth, going. <laughs> Smashing that. Uh Daniel E in ninth with Drev S in tenth place. There we go.
0: Congratulations if you made it into the top I ten. I think that's this the week. first
1: time the same person's got in twice. No, it's teams. happened a couple of times. Oh, really? To be okay. fair, I
0: think yeah. Um, having a look then overall, I cannot believe that Max T is still top of the world nice. by a ridiculous fifty-four points.
1: That is stupid. That is. We're absolutely... getting We are I mean, over halfway through a season now, so he could. I back him. I think it's. I
0: genuinely think he's probably. Uh, we are going to have the best <laughs> player in the world in our league, and he's going to absolutely poo on everyone. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Mansell's mustache, Max T, you know, like we keep saying, you know, every week Jamie and I are begging for those paddock tickets that you're going to win. Oh, yeah. Uh, but fair play to you, mate. Enjoy those because you absolutely deserved it with the year you've had so far. I'm so sorry I've just jinxed you as well uh, yep. by saying, well, Announce that.
1: five DNFs next week. Yep.
0: <laughs> Uh, Tim still in P2 there with Scuderia Wickham uh, The Boys Who Cried Wolf that's a brilliant team name now Very Bryce good. G up to a P3 Larry T the man that led so much early on in the year down to P4 there ahead of the Ferrari Masterplan P5 just like they were in the weekend uh, Dipam K in 6th Alan Brittis in P7 there, Tay B in 8th ahead of Rossi V and then Renan R rounding out the top 10 there clearly Canadians they're awful in Formula 1 cars but they're not bad at predicting them we got yeah. three of them I guess there's, there's the less tenner. reason To
1: be Like swayed I mean, by it's bias it's because They can't go outside yeah.
0: Isn't it it's cold all the time So you yeah. may as well just And there's no point F1. Picking
1: Canadian drivers Whereas maybe we're swayed By the Brits. Brits I don't know Do
0: I I've got George Russell in mind You haven't <coughs> got any Brits Have you
1: I mean I had Russell <coughs> oh, no, Al- In the So and then he yeah. crashed So I'm oh, yeah. going to go Near him again
0: Fair enough I don't blame you I don't blame you But I mean yeah Fair play Like I said Max T Smashing it Not only in our league But also in the global league That is Absolute insanity Right, speaking of insanity... Predictions Jamie, time.
1: Predictions time. I'm you absolutely Sweaty,
0: <laughs> lucky... Honestly, I hate this so much. Because it's just made me realise how bull this game is.
1: Is that a red bull by any chance? That
0: no, was, no it's terrible. not. It's George Russell this week. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm nail qualifying two points there. I thought, right, I'm going to absolutely mince Jamie this week. But yeah. because of our eggy point system...
1: And he Leclerc binning from the league. Yeah,
0: and Leclerc bidding It didn't help me because I would have got a full house this weekend.
1: <laughs> you actually would have done. That's mad. Yeah, yeah wow. I would have got the, Leclerc. screwed points. you massively. We take He that. did
0: completely, yeah. Um. So I managed to get four points. Leclerc, Poland, and then I got one for Hamilton and Verstappen both on the podium. Jamie, because of Perez being a donkey, managed to also <laughs> nail four points there because he got Verstappen and Russell bang on yes. in the race predictions.
1: I which, had Perez in second, which unfortunately yeah. didn't happen. But, yes, I, I just don't back Ferrari ever, and it seems to be paying off so far. How
0: is that working for you so well, and why do I keep backing them?
1: Yeah, I don't know. But, nonetheless, we both scored four points in the weekend. Uh, so the gap
0: hasn't come down. It's still 13 points as we I'm get towards the
1: summer on 49, and you're on... 36
0: 36 which to be honest i think is probably better than any of us expected me to do
1: i think i'm doing so weeks. well if i'd have put money on my predictions i'd be so rich right now
0: yeah but i also after two weeks wouldn't have been stupid enough to bet against you anymore. No. <laughs> let's let's not forget that fact no um yeah of course like we said though you know we will be back with a pre-show for the hungarian grand prix uh later on in the week you know this one's already pushing up towards getting towards the hour mark um is there anything else we need to go through, though, Jamie? Have we forgot anything?
1: I think we've smashed it.
0: I think we have smashed it once again. Um, but there we go, then. Thank you all to everyone so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like and get yourself subscribed. Like I said, make sure you click follow as well uh, over on Spotify. It really does help support the podcast as well. Uh, but, yeah, we will return either Thursday or Friday with our predictions ready for the Hungarian Grand Prix. So... Yeah, safe to say Jamie's probably going to accidentally smash that again and then I'm going to get angry and cancel the show. But thank you all so much for watching. And we'll be back later on in the week then, ready to preview the Hungarian Grand Prix.